Hello and welcome to the Every Woman Network podcast, a chance for you to engage with some fresh ideas for you and your career development. In this episode, you'll hear from Every Woman expert, Katie Murray, discussing how you can find more space in your busy life. Today's working life has left many of us feeling like we're always on, something that can easily lead to feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. Katie is a women's leadership coach and has worked with thousands of business leaders across the world. Today, she will explore what to do when you're feeling overwhelmed and identify the practical ways you can switch off, leaving you calmer, energized, and more spacious. She's going to kick us off with some fascinating theories about career seasons. Over to you, Katie. Welcome, everyone. I'm going to share one thing to focus on that immediately will give you more space, even if and when you're feeling like you're always on. I'll talk in a moment about power practices and I'll be sharing a few of those with you. If you feel right now that you're overwhelmed and you need to switch off and what on earth do I do, then we'll talk about that today as well. We'll close with some affirmations. If you've met me before, you know that I love my affirmations. They're incredibly powerful. So I've mentioned power practices and I wanted just to share with you what on earth are power practices. They're small but mighty. These are small habits, small practices that are like a muscle that you can develop over time. They might start being something new and perhaps a little bit clunky to try, but over time you get familiar and in the flow with using these habits and you build up your rhythms. They make a big difference to you over time, your mental health, your well-being, your energy. We're going to be talking about tuning into your season. You might be thinking, what on earth does that mean? I'll explain that in a moment. I'll show you ways to expand a sense of spaciousness in your day, even though it may feel incredibly packed at the moment. We'll talk about setting your boundaries and I'll share some really practical things to do that around plugging energy leaks, reducing your tech touch and overall finding your flow. I've chosen to focus on quite practical tips for you and really tangible takeaways that you can put into your daily life. I also want to encourage you to reflect on this belief that might be running for you that you need to be always on. And I encourage you to reflect on what is that about? What's going on for you if you feel like that's part of your drivers and your motivations at the moment? It's part of the context that we're in just now. It's part of the workplace expectations and pressures that we're experiencing. But what does it mean for you to be always on? Why has that become your reality and your lived experience? That might be something you want to reflect on more deeply for yourself. We're going to dive into now expanding and understanding what seasons we're in. So we can think about seasons in our life, in our career, and in particular projects that we're working on. You could think about a cyclical way of imagining those aspects of your life. So I'm going to talk through each of the four seasons that you'll be familiar with in terms of the climate and how the, how the year moves um, through the months. But I'd like you to think about, oh, what does that mean for me to be in these different seasons of my life, of my career, of my particular work projects, perhaps aspects of your personal life? So let's start with spring. And spring is a season of emergence, new beginnings. Summer is a season of visibility. It's a season where there is that on energy. So that sense of being outward focused 
and looking at building connections and, and looking at how can I be really full with what I'm doing in my work and in my life. Autumn has a different feeling to it and there's that sense of culmination. The leaves are falling off the trees, things are beginning to settle down. There's a drawing in actually of energy. It's less of that on an outward full bloom that we've had in summer. It's more of that closing things down slowly. So there's culmination, there's detail orientation, there's a need to dot the I's and cross the T's. You can think about those aspects of your projects. And then we come into winter, which we can think of as a quieter time. Again, the energy is actually inwards. It's about taking a break, about evaluating. There might be a need to rest and heal and recuperate before we go around the cycle again and emerge into spring with new beginnings and then full on again into summer. So have a moment to reflect on what season are you in right now? As I mentioned, depending on where you are in the world, there will be a a climatic season that you're in. But if you adapted that thinking into your career, into your work projects, perhaps aspects of your personal life, can you notice that these things have a cyclical energy. We tend in our culture, again, quite westernized thinking, we tend to be in that always on spring into summer energy where we're we're moving from A to Z and it's linear and there's a push to always be delivering, always be producing. But actually this cyclical thinking allows us to think about how might there be some balance? How might there be some ebb and flow? And how does nature in all of that cycle recover and rest and do what it needs to do so that it can produce and be fruitful at its particular season? So what are the benefits? And I talk about honoring the season. So, of course, it's not realistic that we um, are always moving between the different aspects of the cycle. Sometimes we need to be a little bit more in summer than perhaps we are in winter or autumn. But what I'm alerting to you here is that if you are always in spring or summer and you do not give time to the autumn and the winter that you need, there will be burnout over time. It's not a sustainable place to be. So this thinking about cycles allows us to be less in that push or hustle or grind kind of culture and balancing our energy of on and outwards with more of that inwards energy as well that allows us to balance and recover and reset so that we're healthier mind, body, spirit. This builds our resilience. It actually builds our capacity to be more powerful and more effective when we are on if we also take that time in autumn and winter. And I'm suggesting here that you go for 10%. So this is not about, okay, I need to completely rethink my day to day. I'm suggesting here that you even imagine what might it be like for me to spend 10% more in autumn than I currently am, or 10% more in winter than I currently am? What would that look like for you to make perhaps those small shifts? So moment to reflect, what shifts if you embrace the season that you are in? And you may notice that for some projects, you are in that culmination time, you are in that evaluation space before the project starts again. For other projects, you might well be in that full on summer energy of outwards. So you might be managing different projects and be part of different things in your life that are in different places in the season. So there are some nuances and complexities here. 
But my suggestion to you is if you honor the seasons, even 10% more in your weeks, in your day, in the way that you choose to spend your time, you'll start to see the benefits of living more cyclically. This question, what's the gift for you from this season? If I can accept, oh yeah, actually I'm in autumn with this project right now. It's autumn outside and I'm in autumn with this project. What about if I spend a little bit of time today finishing off some of the detail and just putting this project to bed so that we can learn and grow for next time? What might the gift of that be for you? Katie has explored a novel way of approaching our work life using the seasons to evaluate how we use our energy. In the next section, Katie will explore powerful daily practices that will enable you to create more space in everyday life. Back to you, Katie. Where might there be some small moments of spaciousness? What does being spacious mean for you? I wonder if you can spot what those moments might be for you today, perhaps in the hours that you've already been awake or ready today or the hours that are coming ahead. They might be very, very small moments, but they will be there. So the in-between times between meetings, when we're all online at the moment, those times can be very, very small windows, can't they? Because we're like back to back into the next online session. How can you expand those moments, those in-between times? I think things have shifted as we're commuting less, we're traveling perhaps less to work. Some of us have started doing that again now in in the times that we're in those commuting times, those in-between times where there's a little bit of spaciousness, our brain, our bodies, our minds can just recover and recuperate some energy in those moments. Maybe take a note of any moments of spaciousness, even small ones that you can see coming up for you today. So throughout your day, it's about expanding those moments of spaciousness. So I'm going to give you a couple of tips to do that. A couple of things that I do, I use fresh air, I use movement, I use music whenever I can and whenever it's realistic in the workplaces that I'm in day by day. How can you use those different things? Because they are state changes. They shift up how you feel physically, mentally, emotionally. So if you can, we all know that taking a walk every day is going to help our mood. It's going to help our mental clarity. If you can use those in-between moments to boost your energy, you're going to overall feel more spacious each day. I talk about moments of micro resilience, knowing that we we all have full to-do lists and we have often pressured diaries. What are those moments where you can take and enjoy and relish so for example, getting yourself a drink between a meeting, between meetings, it's a really simple thing. We need to stay hydrated through the day, right? If we're not hydrated, our bodies actually are going into threat response without us even realizing on a, in a subtle level. So hydration is so, so important. So you're making a drink in between your meetings. And rather than thinking about, oh, I wish that hadn't just happened in the meeting I've just been in, or thinking about what if this happens in the meeting I'm about to go to, How about I spend even just 30 seconds in my thinking, focusing on the drink that I'm making? Slow down, breathe, look at the liquid going into the cup, feel the warmth or feel the coolness, whichever kind of drink you're choosing. Take a moment to sip it, smell it, feel it with your senses and your body. I know that sounds a little bit strange, but even a few moments of enjoying your drink is going to give your mind, body, emotions a break and it's going to enable you to build tiny moments of micro resilience tiny moments of spaciousness into your day if you have an incredibly packed diary 
you're going to need to work to find those little moments of micro resilience and to enjoy them through the day. Okay, creating more time. This possibly sounds a bit fanciful, doesn't it? But here are a couple of thoughts on how you can do this. I work with so many women whose standard default meeting length is an hour. And they say to me, my whole day is blocked out and filled with meetings. So I'd love you to look at your calendar if that's you. And I'd love you to think about how could you cut your default meeting time? Meetings tend to fill the time that they're given and we can learn to be more focused and use the time that we have in a different way. So if your default meeting time is 60 minutes, I suggest you today start shifting that to 45 or even 30 in your virtual meetings. And again, we're, we're hybrid working, aren't we? And some of them are face-to-face -face and we've missed that and we're enjoying our face-to-face -face time. So maximize the relational joy that you can get from your face-to-face -face time. But if you find yourself back-to-back -back in meetings, that is a way to create more space. And by the way, don't enable that to be space on your calendar if you don't want other people to book in that 15-minute window. You need to allow that to be a buffer in between your back-to-back, -back, um, in, in between your scheduled meetings. You want to craft space into your calendar. So start blocking in your break time, block in your hour for lunch, block in your walk around the block, block in your time to go do some exercise. Start putting that into your calendar. If you're somebody where everything is scheduled and you're feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm always on, it's just always booked up, then you need to start blocking in and booking up your resilience moments and your, your spaciousness. I'm moving into a couple of other tips now around our yes and our no. So this is a powerful way for you to hold and create boundaries for yourself in how, in how and where we say yes and in how and where we say no. Do you know what your full body yes is? Do you know what you actually want to be saying yes to? When you look at your week ahead and you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm always on, can you look at that and can you see which of those things are you actually enthusiastic about? Are you actually excited about? Does it give you a thrill of energy in your body when you think about that thing? You know that it's going to progress your most important goals. You know that it's going to support you to deliver what you want to deliver for your company and what you want to deliver for your life. Quite often we're saying yes to things that actually are not you know, an 80% or 100% yes for us, they're like a 20% yes. So I'd love to encourage you to start getting very discerning about what you're saying yes to. And you can start thinking about, well, where could I start to delegate? Where could I start to extricate myself? Where could I start to do this in a more effective way rather than getting blocked into all these meetings? There's no formula here but it's about you, in my opinion, but it's about you getting discerning around what are you really committing your time, energy, blood, sweat and tears of your life to. Again, you can think back to the seasons that we just talked about. And if you notice that you're in a season of winter and you need to build in more spaciousness to rest, to reflect, to evaluate, if you're in a season of spring, then you need to be choosing time to think creatively, to block out new ideas, to map out new projects, to, to allow those new ideas to emerge. That's about your real creative, open space for your, for your best thinking. If you're in summer, 
you need to create time in your diary for your most important projects that you can give your best energy, best thinking to the, the time of day when you ha- when you physically are most energized. You want that energy to be put onto your summer projects, your your full flow, your um, fruit projects for your business and for your company, those things where you need to be at your best. And if you're in autumn, if you're in a season of autumn, you need to create time in your diary for that detail work of like, how can we improve? What can I do better? What are the systems changes we need to make? What are the tweaks I need to bring in to improve our practice? So you can see how in each of those seasons, you're saying yes to a different kind of work. And each of those pieces are super important and you're balancing that on this cycle. Katie has given us tangible ideas for how to reduce stress and build them into our daily and monthly patterns. In the next section, she takes a look at how you can get better at setting boundaries and how we can plug any inevitable energy leaks. There might be something here about clarifying your priorities and having conversations with your boss, with your colleagues, with your partner, with people around you in your life to agree and set those boundaries around those priorities Um, I encourage you to go have those conversations. If you feel like you're always on, there are some conversations to be had. And I encourage you to do that with, with with your courage. Go ahead and do that. So, of course, the flip side of saying yes, and when we're crystal clear on our yes, it's much, much easier, actually, to say no. And again, I work with so many women for whom saying no feels quite tricky because it counteract so many of the societal expectations that are around about us about how we should be I encourage you to say your no kindly clearly cleanly but definitely to say it and when you're clearer as I said before about your yes it's way easier to say no because you know that every time you say yes to something that's not a full body yes you're actually spending time on something that's less important to you that needs to be a no And then you can postpone, delegate, delete that thing off your list. Again, I I know I say that like it's flippant and easy. This is not easy work. This takes courage, Um, but you will end up creating more spaciousness and the work you are doing and you are giving your attention to will feel good. You will find your flow in that place. Plugging your energy leaks. So the other day I realized that I had spent time quite unconsciously quite unawarely deleting a whole load of emails every morning that just came to me because I'd ordered trainers during lockdown like really random emails that I'm getting every day and every day I was spending time albeit just a few minutes but slightly kind of mindless time deleting all these emails and it occurred to me I could just unsubscribe from these marketing emails and I actually, rather than spending time deleting them, I spent time unsubscribing. It felt really good to plug that energy leak. Where are you leaking energy? Unresolved issues, lack of forgiveness in relationships, tricky resentment building up in relationships. You know there's a need for a conversation somewhere. A problem that keeps surfacing with your team. The same issues coming around again and again. A system that's not smooth. Technology that example I shared with emails, you'll have your own versions here. Plugging your energy leak is is a really great investment of your time. You will save so much and you will will guard your boundaries so powerfully by by taking a moment to, to invest in that. 
briefly on tech, I, I looked recently at the research that we apparently check our emails 74 times a day and we touch our mobile devices, wait for it, 2,617 times a day, apparently, the research tells us. So I wonder if there's something else you would like to be doing with that time. Is there something actually more life-giving that you would love to be doing with those moments? You know this already, but there's some discipline here to turn off our notifications, to not allow our energy to be detracted and distracted into all the other social spaces that we can be in, all the tabs that can be open in front of us. This is really about focus and clarity. Perhaps choose a couple of times a day when you check your emails and batch your email responses that will enable you to enjoy more spaciousness. Finding your flow is about the times of day when you have most energy. And I've talked about that briefly already. We're five times more productive when we are in that flow state, that yes state that we've talked about. So I'd love you to have a look at these affirmations and choose one that you would like to say out loud now, if you can, um, or and or write down for yourself that you can say regularly in the mornings, perhaps, and throughout the day to help you to manage that sense of being always on and wanting to choose more spaciousness. I am enough. It is safe for me to switch off. I can rest and replenish. I am a conscious creator. I have the ability to create the life I most desire. I have all that I need to take me to the next step. I'm powerful. I am resourceful. I prioritize my well-being and my mental health. I'm healthy, happy, wise, loved. I tune into my body wisdom. I trust myself. That was Katie Murray on creating more space in your life. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Every Woman Network podcast. Continue your career journey on the Every Woman Network by logging into your personal dashboard at www.everywoman.com.